0: Good morning from the newsroom of The Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, February 4th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Oil slid into bear market territory on Monday as traders feared for the economic fallout of the coronavirus. Google parent Alphabet revealed slower than expected revenue growth last quarter. Meanwhile, Germany is planning to crack down on anti-competitive behavior by digital platforms, including Google. But first, the FT's Lauren Feeder reports from the American Midwest, whereas of midnight Eastern time, there was no sign of a winner in the first contest of the 2020 presidential primary race, the Iowa caucuses. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day.
1: The caucuses started at 7 p.m. local time, uh, and we expected them to last for about one to two hours, and then we were expecting results shortly after that. It's nearly 11 o'clock now when I'm talking to you, and we still don't have those results. The Democratic Party, the state Democratic Party here in Iowa, has come out and acknowledged that there are some discrepancies, some inconsistencies that they found in the reporting from each of the precincts. There are thousands of precincts reporting. And so they're going to take their time, they say, to make sure that they get the figures right before they release them. I mean, they've gone to, to great lengths to try to push back on any suggestions that the app that they had used to to track those results was hacked. But really, as we're having this conversation, Mark, it's, it's too early to, to say definitively what's gone on here, other than the results are delayed and we're all eagerly awaiting them.
0: Yeah, Lauren, can you can you talk a little bit about the mood at the Pete Buttigieg camp, the candidates camp that you're at right now, uh, as people wait for results to come in?
1: Oh, I mean, it's... I would say it's a pretty jubilant atmosphere here. I mean, people in Iowa for days, the energy has really been rising. People I mean, candidates people judge is one of the candidates that was attracting thousands of people to his rallies in the final days. Bernie Sanders was also attracting huge crowds. Um, and and these supporters are fired up. So where I am now, there's a lot of music, there's a lot of cheering. there's a lot of enthusiasm, even though they don't quite know how their guy did just yet.
0: I want to switch topics for a little bit from the Democrats over to the Republicans. President Donald Trump won his caucus on Monday, unsurprisingly. Can you talk a little bit about what's being said about that development?
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, a couple of things worth pointing out. There were, in fact, Republican caucuses held here as well. Although I will say I went along to um, observe some caucuses. Uh, this evening. And uh, while there were more than a thousand Democrats turned out at the high school I went to, there were probably a handful of Republicans there. But like you say, nevertheless, the president did have two challengers, but he handily secured Iowa in the Republican caucuses despite having two challengers. Everyone had expected that to be the case, but the president is on Twitter claiming it as a major victory for him and his party. He's had quite a few supporters passing through Iowa, rallying the troops in the last couple of days, including a lot of the congressmen that have stood by him throughout his impeachment trial. And if you remember last week, he actually held a rally at Drake University, the exact place I'm, I'm talking to you from now, where he had his base turnout for him once again.
0: As flights in and out of China are canceled, stores are closed, and entire cities enter lockdown, traders are worried that the coronavirus has hit the country's demand for oil. That fear sent Brent crude to fall as low as $54.17 a barrel on Monday. The slide took the international benchmark's losses to more than 20 percent since early January, officially making it a bear market. Members of the so-called OPEC-plus group, which includes the oil-producing cartel nations along with allies such as Russia, plan to assess the situation at technical meetings today and tomorrow. People briefed on the matter say that talks will focus on whether removing 500,000 barrels a day of output will be enough to prop up the market. But some members want more time to understand the full impact the coronavirus has on demand. China's markets reopened yesterday from an extended Lunar New Year holiday, only for the CSI index of Shanghai and Shenzhen listed equities to fall as much as 9.1%. It was the worst opening in almost 13 years. This was despite the extra cash China's central bank had pumped into the financial system. And as of the time of this recording, the index had recovered a little ground to be up about 1% during Tuesday morning trading. Shares in Alphabet fell almost 5% in after-hours trading on Monday. That was after Google's parent company revealed its revenue growth slowed more than expected in the last quarter of 2019. Most investors had been expecting a moderate slowdown from the third quarter, with net revenue growth of 20.5%. But Alphabet reported an advance in revenue of 18%. That translates to roughly $37.5 billion in the 2019 holiday shopping period. The miss was almost entirely caused by a shortfall in Google's many non-advertising businesses, which includes hardware, the Play App Store, and cloud computing. Meanwhile, yesterday was the first time Apple broke out the performance of two important business segments in addition to its core search operations, cloud computing and YouTube. Chief Financial Officer Ruth Peratt said it was part of an effort to, quote, provide further insight into the business. The new transparency came in the first quarter after founders Larry Page and Sergey Brin stepped down from the company. The two had a reputation for resisting investors' requests for more information. And Germany has the likes of Google and other tech giants in its sights. It's drafted a bill to go after digital platforms that the government thinks unfairly stifle competition. The draft digital law will strengthen the federal cartel office, Germany's competition watchdog, and make it easier for the agency to decide whether a company dominates a market. It could then stop the company from giving preferential treatment to its own products or services over those provided by rivals. Now, nothing is set in stone yet. The bill still could be changed before it's passed into law. But it's part of a bigger backlash against the tech giants governments are trying to figure out how to limit their economic and social power as the public grows more anxious about how these companies are affecting competition, privacy, and civil liberties. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. And before I go, the Financial Times has an exciting event coming up in London, a live recording of the FT's UK Politics podcast. Presenter Sebastian Payne, along with Miranda Green, Robert Trimsley, and George Parker will turn their attention to what lies ahead for Boris Johnson now that the UK has left the European Union. The live show will be on Wednesday, February 26th. Go to live.ft.com podcast for more details.